We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So you mean like I say I'm very, very nice at first and then very like easy going like I don't need much I'm like so easy like this is so great I'm just like fun and flirty then once you they're obsessed with you you flip and you gaslight them what's up guys welcome back to don't tell mom my name is Hannah Dickinson I'm here with Skylar Corby hello how are you you know, I bombed a lot this weekend. Really? Why? Or I don't know if that's, I don't think there's ever a why to why it happens. I had a show Friday and then two shows Saturday. And the show Friday I did okay. The first show Saturday I did pretty good. And then the second show, holy shit. <laughs> I did so bad. I like literally walked home through Little Italy and got a cannoli and listened to Gavin DeGraw. Oh, I like that combo. I was just like, what the fuck am I doing with my life? climax or I guess like right before the climax would happen in a movie where you're like everything's going wrong and then it's just I don't want to be anything right in the background and you're just like yeah wandering around with your cannoli just looking for answers exactly because I'm talking about rehab and it was too dark and they just they weren't into it and it was just bomb 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 I just felt very like, what the fuck am I doing with my life? Which I have every, I'd say 15 sets. Are there like every 15 days? No, every 15 times I do comedy, which when I did comedy before a lot, that is kind of every 15 days. But yeah. now I haven't had that bad of a show since before COVID and I forgot how bad it feels. I mean, yeah, it just sucks. But were you doing similar material at all three shows? Yeah. And like the show, it was doing better at the other shows, the previous weeks. It's just time. Yeah. So I just need to like figure out my material, but it still sucks because I'm just like, do I want to do this rest of my life? Do I want to come back to my studio apartment where I can't run my microwave at the same time as my AC, you know? Yeah. It just felt a little lonely. I get that. But, um, did you watch the House of Gucci trailer. Yes, I did. Do we think it's going to be a good movie? I think Lady Gaga is going to be good. She, her accent and just like some of the Italian things she was doing with her hands, those were very on point. Okay, here's the thing. To me, it sounded like she had a fake Italian accent. And then I went and watched a video of the woman she's playing, the yeah. real Italian woman. 
And that woman sounded like she had a fake Italian accent. So I think everyone to me just sounds like a fake Italian accent. Like, bravo. Like, that yeah. sounds like Lizzie McGuire level of fake, horrible Italian accent. Yeah. But I guess that's just an Italian accent. They're just a very animated person's. It's going to be a lot. Uh, I like, I know this has gotten a lot of attention too. Jared Leto. I just couldn't not like watching it. I just, I'm the entire time I'm like waiting. I'm like, is something going to shift? Like is his prosthesis going to shift? I'm going to be able to see that it's Jared Leto. Like I couldn't take it out of the fact that that's who that was. I also think the movie just looks like an Italian version of succession. Kind of. Yeah, actually, that's a good way to put it. And I love Gucci clothing so much that I'm interested in the story, but I don't want to ruin the story or ruin the clothing. I mean, I think you'll still be okay, but yeah, I'll be fine. I'll I'll still spend money. I don't have on Gucci. I'm not worried about it. Well, you know, I've been told I look like Lady Gaga. I like that. So I was like, Oh, maybe I'll do an impression of her in the movie. Yeah. So I bought a wig off Amazon. Okay. And was like practicing doing the Lady Gaga accent and it was so bad it was so bad I just started crying I was laughing so hard (laughs) like why am I trying so fucking hard to just do something that I'm not good like I've never been an impressionist I can't do an impressions but I was like you know what I'm gonna buy a wig from Amazon that's how much coffee I was drinking that day I was like I'm gonna buy a wig from Amazon and then make a Lady Gaga in the great idea so and the wig was bad it was like short and curl like a a very short I'll show you the wig oh please <laughs> yeah I don't think that's the look she was going for at okay, all Okay, but it looked like <laughs> I'm trying to think of what oh, Amazon look like right now or like sideshow Bob <laughs> from the Simpsons <laughs> that's probably more accurate hey you've already got Halloween in the bag so there's that what, what am I going to be for Halloween? What couldn't you be for Halloween with that wig? You could be one of the Chicago Seven. Whoever the guy from Succession played, actually. His hair looked exactly like that. Yeah, so I was like, okay, Gucci. I mean, it looks so natural. I just can't. I can't see you in any other way. I feel like the soundtrack to this wig is boing. I feel like you look like a middle school art teacher. Yeah, so this wig did not look like it did online. Um, (laughs) Anyway, so I will not be doing a Lady Gaga Gucci impression. But I realized what makes a good trailer is you pick a very popular song and then you just change the composition. Or that. Slow it down. Yeah. Or the, um, what's it called? The key that it's in. You slow it down and you like give it a more ominous key. And all of a sudden it's like, Whitney Houston, I want to dance with somebody, but then it's sad. I want to dance with somebody and it adds suspense. Somehow. And then, yeah, it's so crazy how that works, but it draws me in every time. It gets it done. Yeah. I'm like, why is this Gucci trailer so good? I'm like, oh, it's because it's, I can't even remember what the song is, but I'm like, it's hard to glass. Oh uh, yeah. Slow down. I'm like, wow, this is going to be, this is going to be yes. an Oscar winning movie. You know, Lady Gaga is like, I'm going to get an Oscar for this. Oh, yeah. I have a feeling she went into that movie and saw Jared Leto come out of the makeup trailer one day. It was just like, fuck it. Also, Adam Driver, his um, clone ad. Yeah. There's a Burberry clone ad where Adam Driver is racing a horse or is he chasing the horse? He was just sprinting on a beach next to this like light brown horse. 
And then they run into the water and you're like, is he saving the horse? Is he fucking the horse? It's literally fuck, Mary kill with the horse. You don't know what's happening. And then he's kind of riding it. Diet Prada, that Instagram account, mm-hmm. uploaded a meme of Adam Driver and the Zoolander clone ad. The yeah. clone ad and Zoolander. It's the same thing. It's the same exact. Yeah, I believe that. <laughs> Adam Driver just takes himself so fucking seriously. I bet he had a vision of what this cologne ad was and that wasn't even correct. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like he created a story and it said like, oh, I don't know. Like, um, uh, just like I raced a horse and I, he just takes himself so fucking seriously. I can't take him seriously. Yeah, I can't either. And like, all I think of are all the memes. He's just been memed up so many times with like, whatever it was, marriage, like married life or whatever it was. With marriage Scarlett story. Johan- marriage story with Scarlett Johansson where he like punches the wall. There have just been so many memes made out of that whole scene that I can't take him seriously for that. Because he's a stage actor. He right. he identifies as a stage actor, which is a way of saying I'm better than you. It's like when people who have herpes say, I have herpes one. It's like, it's all the same shit. Let's not try to act like you're better than me, okay? He's running on the beach shirtless in jeans. <laughs> and then runs into water. The amount of chafing that he had to deal with coming out of that water. Yeah. And because, you know, they did multiple takes. So did he get new jeans? I was just going to say, like, how many pairs of jeans were there? How do you dry your hair off? Because it looks dry. The chafing in and of itself, like he was wearing terry cloth for at least four days. Yeah. You know, he was icing that shit all over. I got to say, he runs pretty quick. But how many takes did that take? I want to see the last take of him racing that horse. Because, you know, the first few... He was all out sprinting. Got it. Yeah. And by the last one, he's like, I can't fucking do this. Do you think he was actually running next to the horse while they were recording it? Or do you think it was, we're going to record the horse and then Adam, like, what if the horse got spooked or like get distracted? But but how did the background not work? Oh, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe they did do that, but I don't know. Special. But like also if he's that intense, then I almost feel like he wouldn't allow that. He'd be, like, no. He'd be like, no, I'm going to race the fucking horse. I'm going to race the horse as many times as it takes. Well, so, you know, horse therapy, I did a lot of horse therapy and um, rehab and we would have to pet the horses. And I was like, I feel like the horse feels anxious that I'm in, in his little barn thing. And she was like, do you think the horse is anxious or do you think you're anxious? And the horse is mirroring that feeling horses mirror your energy. Mm-hmm. So if you're nervous, the horse is nervous. If you're confident, the horse is confident. And that's why they do horse therapy with horses because you're able to pick up your emotions better seeing it through a horse. It's like, he's so intense. So the horse was so intense. I believe that. But also that does seem dangerous. I don't know. Adam Driver clearly has it together. He's in both the Gucci movie and this commercial. So he's just all about the labels. Yeah, he's everywhere. For someone who's like, I like theater. I like real, you know, real art. He's really selling out over here. I'm also shocked that he could do a Gucci movie and a Burberry ad. And that's not like a conflict of interest. If you were Gucci, wouldn't you try to get him in there and be like, hey, if you want to do fragrance, we've got a new, we can come up with a man's fragrance real quick. The Gucci family is upset that that movie's coming out. I believe that too. But yeah, either way, he's kind of being a traitor towards the movie. We're going to see him walking down the street in a Prada bucket hat before we know it. Oh, yeah. It's just racking him up. It's going to look like he just got thrown up on by Chinatown. Also, did you see that there's a Bumble lawsuit? 
No, what happened? So my friend Ginny Hogan posted on Twitter and then I was talking to her about it. And it's called Kiri Laos Mansoor versus Bumble. This guy is suing Bumble because he says it's discrimination because he can't send the message first. Men can't send the message first. And it lowers his competition or yeah, lowers his ability to match with women. And it's like, first of all, dude, if girls are matching you, it's not because the app. Yeah, they don't want to talk to you. So it's a very expensive way for him to reveal that he was getting zero matches on Bumble for a long period of time. Yes. And he sued Bumble and they gave him amount of money out of court. And now they're doing like this class action lawsuit thing to help men settle. Basically, I think the they're like, if we can get money out of Bumble, we'll just have a bunch of guys who feel discriminated against. But that's always been the point of Bumble. To keep you away from guys like this guy, this fucking creeper. Of course, you need to make guys feel better about not getting any shit as if they don't get enough already. That's absolutely textbook. Like, that's so embarrassing to me. Yes. No, that's incredibly embarrassing. Like, congrats on getting paid for it. But he doesn't seem like the kind of guy that is cool enough to be like, whatever. I was just doing it for the paycheck. It's like, no, you weren't. You weren't. You haven't gotten fucked by anything attractive in a while. And you haven't gotten any female attention in clearly a long time for a lawsuit to come out of it. This wasn't a couple weeks. This was a long. Yeah. Like you have a lot of time on your hands if you're hiring lawyers. Yeah. Like spend that money to go on hinge, find a girl, talk to her yourself and then take her out to an expensive dinner. Just don't go on Bumble anymore. Genius. I mean, and he got money out of it, which I think is hilarious because my friend who's Australian was like, oh, that's such an American thing to sue. (laughs) It's like in America, everyone sues everyone to get money. Like, can I sue? Can I sue hinge for connecting me to a psychopath? Yeah. I'm going to sue Hinge, the app that's meant to be deleted. Then why do I keep redownloading it? If it's meant to be deleted, why is it always back on my phone? So I'm actually suing because the slogan fucking is misleading. Oh, false advertising. Yeah, I'm going to sue literally every dating app because I'm fucking alone all the time. And this is their fault. Yes, absolutely. How old is I he? Just, you know? I don't. Maybe I should check. I feel like he's definitely going to be in his 40s. You think? Yes. I feel like he's like in his early 30s. I feel like he's in his 40s and doesn't know how all this shit works. It doesn't say how old he is. They should show his Bumble profile. Yeah, let's see his profile. He's that should have been profile. exhibit A. Yeah, how is that not evidence? To be like, all right, white sir. sunglasses on the back of his head. This uh, is not our fault. Yeah. This guy has a chain wallet. I think this speaks for itself. He just responded, uh, ask me on every single prompt that he was given by Bumble. Ask me yourself. Ask me. I'll tell you later. Those are always my favorite. I mean, yeah. Can I sue that the hot guys don't respond to me? Yeah. Apparently. I'm like, why is it only sixes that I get back? Where are the tens? Mm -hmm. Are you hiding the tens? I think they're bots. I think they, I think actually they like legitimately are majority of the time. Anyway, this is what a good note. Um, (laughs) Our guest today, we've had her on before. She's so funny. She's a comedian. She hosts a radio show. She's who we should all strive to be at one point or another. Truly. She flies private. Our guest today is Courtney Davis. Hello. Hi. Hello, everybody. 
Wait, so what is that account you just posted on? This like social media marketing PR company in Palm Beach loves me for some reason. And also they think I live in Palm Beach because we like go to, my husband has hotels in Palm Beach, normal. And so we like live there. Casual. It's just like casual hotels. And then we live there sometimes and all these people think I live in Palm Beach, but I don't. So they're like, want me to take over their account for the day. They're like, oh, you're funny. Can you take over our account? Like they would love you. You should get involved if you want to be involved. Well, now my next question is, how do I stay at one of your husband's hotels in Palm Beach? Yeah. Don't worry. Anytime you want to go, you just tell me, I'll get you, I'll get you room. Like he's from there. And (laughs) that's basically why I married him. And like, I Googled his family and I was like, oh, they have hotels in Palm Beach. And then I was like, kind of interesting. (laughs) You're like, so I'm holding out until the eighth day. Is that when you held out? Right. Like it was like nine. (laughs) Um, But seriously, anytime either of you want to go, just tell me. No, I'm so happy you came on back on the podcast because I remember last time it was so last minute and then we just really started. We just opened so many treasures. Treasures, uh, You guys, you're like literally my favorite podcast. Like everything you post on the Don't Tell Mom, it's like the best thing. I'm like, this is so good. It's so good. Oh, thanks. I mean, your episode is still very popular and it's just, it's just so funny that you really do live the dream that I aspire to. Thank you. Yes. Um, and your husband's hot because thank you so much <laughs> well when you came on the pot you were describing him on the podcast and I was like all right I gotta see a picture you know because sometimes people are like my husband's hot and then I'll go okay hot so, how <laughs> that's the problem I was like dating all these rich old guys who were so ugly yeah <laughs> does your husband listen to your comedy he just doesn't care yes no he like is obsessed with comedy and I think he wants to like no he doesn't really want to be a stand-up comedian but he's like tried it because he's like very very funny but you know it takes a lot of work to be a stand-up comedian he like has I'm like do not quit your day job I really need you to work (laughs) Um, but he like loves comedy and comedians and then when we first met and he asked me out and I was like oh I like comedy or I I do stand-up and he was like that's what he became obsessed with he was like that's so cool I think a lot of these like business guys they love the idea of women doing stand-up. <laughs> I mean, who oh. <laughs> who are these guys? My That's ex-boyfriend, weird. like, he's like, I thought you were gonna quit stand-up for me. And I was like, I've known you three months, dude. Yeah, some of the crazies want you to like stop and like be a girlfriend, but he wasn't like that. But then he was up, obs- he really wanted to come to my shows when we first started dating. And then I like had terrible experiences with that where like I would be dating a guy and then they come to my show and then they never want to talk to me again. Because I talk about like masturbating to my exes and like all this stuff, I guess it made them feel bad. Weird. It's so like, who doesn't masturbate to their ex? <laughs> yeah, I feel like it depends on how I do. If I kill with that material, they're like into it. But if I bomb, it's like, this bitch is not funny. No, I feel like you never bomb. Like you're actually a great standup. So it's like, that's probably guys like that. But I was just like not doing so well and like thought it'd be funny to do it. And then they just leave. So I never invited my husband to my shows. <laughs> you were like, yeah, I have to lock in this Palm Beach. Yeah. <laughs> so I kind of just want to go get further into this questions we were asking before, because oh, you were yeah. dating someone a long time before you met your husband, right? Right. He was crazy. You met him right out of college? Right. He was like 
in the Jewish fraternity at college. <laughs> then he moved to New York and I was like in California, I was in LA and I was like, well, I'm not going to meet anyone in LA. Like no one works here. And <laughs> then he immediately moved to Tokyo for like, he was a banker. And then he was like, do you want to come with me? And I was like, yes. I don't know why. Like, I wouldn't suggest that now. <laughs> what, what were you living in LA for? For, I went to school in, at UC Santa Barbara. And then I wanted to still be in LA and do like acting. And I took an acting class and she was like, you should try comedy. So I just wanted to do like acting stuff. But your boyfriend then moved to Tokyo and you were like, fuck acting. I'm just going to go to Tokyo. Yeah. But he was like, okay, I'll like take care of everything. You can keep your apartment in LA and we're going to get married. So just moved to Tokyo with me. And we were like really obsessed with each other. So I was like, oh, this is who I'm marrying. I never want to be with anyone else. And then, so I would just go from Tokyo to LA all the time. But then we started seeing a therapist because like he wouldn't fly me first class. He would fly me coach to Tokyo. <laughs> and it was like, we started seeing therapy over this because I was like, if he loved me, there might be some- Wait, you, you were like, we need to see a therapist because you're clearly not in love with me because you're flying me coach. Basically, yes. Yes, I was like traumatized. <laughs> I mean, that's fair. How long of a flight is that? Like 14 hours. Yeah, Jesus. How much is a flight to Tokyo though? First class versus coach? Probably a lot more. It's probably like 3,000 versus 800. But if he loved you, he would spend that money. Right, I'm the one flying to Tokyo. Like he just had to sit in his apartment and then I would go there. So you were like, can you fly me first class? And he said no. And you're like, we have to see a therapist. Basically, yes. I was like, this isn't going to work out. You don't love me. Looking back, this probably what led to our breakup. I think you nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I respect your standards. You're like, look, if you're not going to fly me first class, why even send me out there to see you? Are you crazy? Are you think I want to suck your dick? No. Give me a fucking incentive. I would get there and be exhausted. And I was like, I can't keep doing this. And then he moved back to New York because it was like, I can't keep flying coach to Tokyo. How were accommodations when you got there? This is a great question. Um, accommodations were good. He lived in a very nice place, but it was like, they didn't really like me. Like I would go on the subway and they would just get up and they didn't want to touch me. I don't know if they thought it was dirty or something, but otherwise the accommodations were very nice. I can't believe you took the subway. I black car only, I would assume. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but Tokyo, bit. isn't Tokyo the cleanest city in the world? Yeah. Yes, it's so clean. So the subway is basically like a private car. Right, yeah. exactly. Yeah, then he like would take care of everything when I got there. But then like I would go shopping and he would cut up my credit card sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? Like it was that sounds controlling friends episode where she cuts up her credit, like cuts her credit card in half. Like he would actually do that. Or, or would he cut off funds? No, he would take my credit card, which it's kind of weird that I had a credit card from my boyfriend when I was like 22. There's clearly some issues going on, <laughs> but you were living the dream. I was living the dream. <laughs> yeah. And there was nothing to do there all day, except I was like acting on a Japanese soap opera. Yeah. I got it some job from my friend who was like Brad Pitt stand in in Tokyo. And then he got me this job as a woman on a soap opera there, but I played my own daughter by putting, I put on glasses and then I was my own daughter 
because they couldn't tell the difference between white people. Where is the footage of this? Yeah, I know. I I know. And can you speak Japanese or did you speak in English? A little bit. A little bit. We had like a Japanese tutor who would come to our apartment every week and like teach us Japanese. So what would be a line on the Japanese soap opera? So I spoke English and they subbed it over in Japanese because I wasn't good enough to do. Okay. Which was also weird because we had to say our lines very like, like soft, like we had to, we were like mute. <laughs> okay. How much does a Japanese soap opera pay per episode? Like, uh, so much, a lot. And I can't remember, but I remember thinking it was a lot. It was like 900 a day or something. My God. But I got, uh, they fired me after I was like, had to kiss this guy who had horrible breath. And he was like, it didn't work out. (laughs) They did like 17 hour days and I was over it. (laughs) Okay. Well, 900 dollars for 17 hours. Isn't that great? If you're protesting coach. So how long were you in Tokyo for? Like on and off for two years. And you were like, I'm not doing that. So then your boyfriend moved to New York. Right. And then we got engaged. Then all hell broke loose. <laughs> I mean, that's what happens, right? You commit just, and then you have. Exactly. And we were like both cheating on each other and we kind of knew it. And I don't know. We were like, you know, when you're in a relationship and you, it's like, you're fighting all the time. And when you're kind of don't know what you're doing, you think that the fighting is like passion. Like I always thought it was so passionate, but now my therapist tells me like, that's traumatic. Like that's not a healthy relationship. You're like looking for trauma. The last guy I did, we'd get into screaming fights and I've never gone to a screaming fight with anyone, but I hadn't been in a relationship in seven years. So I was like, maybe this is normal. Right. And my friend was like, have you ever gotten a screaming fight with literally anyone? Right. And I was like, oh yeah, I guess it's not normal. But it's, I thought that too. I was like, oh, we just like each other so much. There's so much like passion so here. So I care so much. Right. That's what I thought. I was like, oh, I really care about this. Like we are just obsessed with each other. Like that's why we scream and like basically knock our heads off. But then I realized, no, that's not normal. So you're, yeah. she's, you're confusing chaos for passion. Then we ended up finally breaking up after like four years and he like kicked me out of his apartment and I was like I don't know I <laughs> lost lost because you said you hadn't really had a job right before that point right I was working in a clothing store and making like $12 an hour so he was like paying for everything and including the apartment and I had nowhere to go and I was like literally he put my bags with the doorman uh, then I like went on Craigslist that night and found like a temporary apartment. And I think maybe my parents gave me money or something. Oh, I remember he left me a check for $3,000. So I could That's like take chill. first month's rent. I know. I'm like, thanks. <laughs> you were like 3000. That's it. <laughs> you don't understand. <laughs> um, yeah. Then like the next day, Jared hired me to be his assistant. Okay, Jared Kushner. And then, so how long did you work for him? Two years. That's a long time. Very long Because I was a personal assistant and I could only do a year is the longest I did. Who was, what kind of industry was your boss in? My, I was a personal assistant to Polly Shore. Oh my God. That's so funny. (laughs) Yeah, it was so random, but. That must be so weird. 
it was weird because there wasn't a lot to do <laughs> but what? we like hung out a lot like he'd be like all right like can you drive with me to this interview and I'd be like okay so my job was just to like hang out a lot of the time that be so like it wasn't that bad but I by the end I wasn't making a lot of money and I was just like right. I can't right. do this yeah I think I would rather have that than like I my job was just all the time 24 7 and I was like drowning how much did you get paid as a personal assistant to him I think it was like 60,000 a year or something. That's I, not that much, but it does sound a lot to me because I got like so gypped. I feel like. <laughs> but I feel like, well, were you his assistant in New York or LA? LA. Yeah. See, I feel like LA people don't pay as well. No, because the cost of living is lower, I guess. It's I guess. Technically. It's like not really. Yeah, apartments are cheaper, but you also have to get a car and insurance and gas, and that's like yeah. The whole, no, then you're down like uh, like I was literally eating beans, like refried beans, kidney beans. <laughs> Is that what you were eating when you were Jared's assistant? Yes, and I would steal toilet paper from the office like bathrooms. Oh, everybody's done that. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I've really? done that even when I was well paid. I'm like fuck it. I fuck it. I need toilet paper. And then Ivanka would pay, would give me shoes, like if I did well, like if I organized a good party. Like Ivanka shoes or Ivanka. like Valentina? But <laughs> like, what, Valentina. like her brand of shoes or no, designer shoes? Those shoes are not that hot though. Yeah, what'd you do with those? Because, or do you still wear them? You know, they're long gone, but I wish I still had them. Just framed. Do you think Ivanka was intimidated by you because you're very attractive and you guys, I don't want to say you look like, but a little bit. No, she's hot, but like she was never intimidated by me and it was offensive to me. <laughs> she never suspected anything. <laughs> well, do you think Jared Kushner is gay? I guess she, did you sign an NDA? Like what's the deal? Yeah, no, I think I can't. I mean, she still watches my stories. So I hope I can edit this out. Like she, she's a fan. <laughs> still a fan. <laughs> Wow. Shout out to Ivanka. What's up? What are you doing now? Are you doing the podcast? <laughs> yeah, let's get her on the pod. <laughs> get her on the pod. I'll be like, how often do you and Jared have sex? That's what I want to know. <laughs> I went out with a guy who went to college with him and he claims he's gay. I don't think he is. I think, no, I don't believe he is. Well, I mean, you're around him 24 seven. But, but he didn't try to hit on me ever. So it's really. So there are signs. Maybe he is. <laughs> yeah did you have a dress code as his assistant were they like you have to wear a suit you have to wear a dress you have to wear like work wear you know but sometimes there were like four assistants who would sit all next to each other and we were each the assistant to like his dad this then the cfo and like so we all hung out together and like one of them wore slutty outfits and jared's mom also worked in the office and she was like you cannot wear that but then she would keep wearing it. I don't know. She was like, fuck it, I'm doing it. Yeah, she was like, I gotta do it. I gotta do it. She also told me she had a hundred orgasms once. So I was like- In a row? Her- yeah, in a row. Very- Jared's mother? <laughs> <laughs> oh, the assistant. The assistant. Oh, oh I, I was like, her. that's a fact. Um, that is such a weird thing to say. I think that's impossible, right? When you die- I feel like your brain would explode if you had a hundred orgasms. Right. I was like, are you sure it wasn't like two and you just, it <laughs> felt like a hundred and she was like, no, it was a hundred orgasms. You like, counted? Like you were going to lose track after like 51 anyway. <laughs> it wasn't a good orgasm if you can count them. 
who was she an assistant to? This girl with the hundred orgasms and all the um, slutty outfits. The financial guy. Always is. It's always the money guy where the sluts show up. (laughs) (laughs) What was like the hardest part about his being as a star? What was the best part? I think I was like the entertainment for the office. Like they, I was very bad at my job and they just kept me (laughs) around. It was like very kind of them. And his dad would be like, who, what would you rather have Courtney do? Be your assistant or be your nurse? Because she would kill you if she was your nurse. Why do you think they kept you around? Because they just liked you? How are you bad at an assistant job? Isn't that just basic clerical work? I mean, probably. They did say something like, a monkey could do your job. Why are you so bad at this? <laughs> but it they was, said that to you? It was so hard for me. I would have to, like, you would have to transfer calls. <laughs> Anyone? I got to say, that's a pretty that's a pretty standard procedure as a personal okay. assistant. Yeah, that was that was really hard for me. Like I would pick up a call and then I would have to transfer it to someone's office. And every time I would hang up on that person and it would be like one time Mario Cuomo called in. Does anyone know who that is? Apparently it's Andrew Cuomo's dad. But I thought it was just, I didn't know that Mario Cuomo was also important. So I just like hung up on him. And then they'd be like, no, that was, he was like the governor. He was someone more important. So you just hung up and you were like, all right, well, anyway, where's my sandwich? <laughs> like, When's our lunch getting here? They're like, you have to pick that up. What the fuck are you doing? That's exactly what would happen. <laughs> I would just like hang up and I would just like want to eat or like go out to lunch or like go on an audition. And then they were like, you need to actually work. Like uh, Excel. Heard of it heard of it it's not easy okay I would have to do like excel spreadsheets I would have to oh he had a schedule and I would have to like cancel meetings and reschedule the meetings and like follow basic tasks (laughs) so like you read the job description and you were like all of this seems doable maybe and then you got to doing it. You're like, never mind. Very undoable. But yeah. they saw that it was undoable for you. And they're like, we're going to keep that girl around. I like yeah. her energy. <laughs> yeah. He was like, I trust you. And that's what matters most. And I was like, but I'm horrible at my job. That's such a rich white person, <laughs> old money thing to say. <laughs> I know. You suck at this, but I trust you. And that's all that matters right. here. Right. That's word is fine. Just discussing this with my husband because, like, he, I think he kind of feels the same way. Like, I'm a horrible wife. I'm like a bitch. I don't cook. I don't do anything that would help his life. But I think he trusts me, so he's just like, okay, because they have a lot of secrets, you know. These men, (laughs) they have a lot that could send them to jail. And you would feel like sharing here today. (laughs) Yeah, let's send Jared Kushner to jail on this podcast. Let's send your husband to jail after you give me the Miami plug and then we'll send him right to jail. Right. right. So what you're saying is to trap a rich guy, I have to just date him and get him drunk, have him tell me all his secrets and be threaten him with jail. Exactly. Once, exactly. That's brilliant. Once you're in, like they're screwed. Did you ever meet uh, DT, Donald Trump? Oh yeah. Many times. What do you say? You're a looker? person. The first time I met him, he, we were doing an event and I had to go get him so he could sit by them at the event. So I was going to lead him to his chair and he like came in 
to the hallway and then I was like waving at him and he was, he like stopped and was posing because he thought there would be a bunch of photographers there, but there was no one there. So I was like, oh, oh, it's, it's just me. And then he was still posing. And I was like, oh, it's actually, there's no cameras here. <laughs> and then the third time I was like, it's actually just me. I'm going to take, and then he was like, oh, hi, hi, sweetheart. Hi. And then I like reintroduced myself because I think I had actually met him at at her birthday party. Anyways, he had no clue who I was. And then he was like just posing and I, there was no one there and I felt bad. Wait, but he didn't see that there were no cameras there? I think he just thought that they would eventually come. <laughs> you went outside this event and he stopped, got out of his car and stopped ready for cameras? Yeah. And you were like, no one's coming. Right. <laughs> it's just me. <laughs> And how many years ago is that? Mm, what is it? Maybe eight? Yeah, maybe like eight years ago. Wow. And he didn't, you didn't know he was running for president right at that time. No, no, no. I don't know what my NDA tells me I can do. Like, what if I get sued? <laughs> I just I mean, want to say they're very nice people. <laughs> I don't think you said anything bad. <laughs> I think the biggest crime they committed was keeping a shitty assistant around. It was really, really not smart of them. <laughs> And not for sexual reasons. So was your end, did you ever date a guy who was not rich? Yes. And it was the best sex I ever had. Wait, what if my husband was? <laughs> I feel like poor guys are really good in bed. Is this a thing? I don't know. <laughs> I've had bad of both. Actually, I don't know. Like rich guys are good too. I dated someone who basically lived, like his bed was a haystack. Like he lived in Bushwick and he like built his own bed with like wood and hay. Where do you get hay in New York? (laughs) That's your biggest question. Yes. Yeah. Bushwick people are like perky. So it's like, I'm not surprised he did an alternative type of bed, but where the fuck do you get hay? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it felt like hay. It could have been straw. It could have been yarn. It was something like a hay-like substance that it was his bed. And I was like, oh, cool bed. Like, this is so cool. And he's like, I built it. And I was like, I was, the sex was so good that I was like, this is awesome. I love this bed. And I fucked on that bed. The things you do if a guy, like he was so hot and he was so good in bed, in bed. It wasn't even bed. It was a haystack. Didn't you get itchy? It was not a comfortable situation. Did he cover it with sheets? The hay? I think there was a sheet over it. Yeah. And then I like pulled it back and I saw the the, like hay under it. And I was like, this is so weird. Wouldn't it smell like hay? Yeah, it was. Didn't it smell good? What if it got wet for any reason? (laughs) That's a great question. I just didn't care. He was so hot. I feel that. And then we went to St. Ambrose and I ordered, I was like, let's get some soups and some app, some, some entrees. And he was, that's when he broke up with me. And he was like, I can't do this. I can't afford you. <laughs> and I was like, you don't want soup. He was like, no, I don't want to be in this relationship. You're like, let's see the appetizer menu. He's like, I'm going to stop you right there. <laughs> that's literally exactly what he did. Like it stopped after soup. I'm like, do you not want soup? <sighs> Guys, I don't know. Do you date poor people? <laughs> I mean, I don't, I haven't really been dating, but that's good. But you had always been like, okay, I want to date a rich guy, right? 
And um, I jokingly say that, but I wouldn't mind it for sure. Right. Like it would, no, it was like a, like, I mean, I'm not really like that, but it was just in New York. I felt like all the guys I was meeting happened to be rich. So it became this like joke that like, I just, I wanted someone who was like, could afford shit. Cause I like, like stuff, but I did, I wanted them to be like cool and funny and like hot. And like, I wanted my soulmate. I just didn't know if you could, I didn't know if that was possible. Like that you could find someone who was checked like, all the boxes. I don't know. I just didn't think it was possible. And how old were you when you met your husband? Like 31. Okay. That gives me time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah because I'm 29 and I keep freaking out and people are like, are you going to freeze your eggs? And I'm like, I'm not ready to give up yet. Okay. Yeah. I do not- 15 grand. 29. Oh my God. Can you not freeze your eggs, please? No, but I was like that too. I was like really scared when I was like 28, 29, 30. I started feeling like scared. Like I would never meet my soulmate. I was like, forget it. Like, I don't even need a soulmate. I just like, I just want to like date someone nice who's like, okay, that I can tolerate. And then I met Bobby and I was like, oh my God, he's like everything I ever wanted. Like, I'm so glad I didn't just keep hanging out with losers. Yeah. And then I think I got married at like 33 and then had a kid at 34. But it's so easy to get pregnant, by the way, I think. Uh, people should know that. Like, you don't need to freeze your eggs or freak out because it's not a problem. <laughs> yeah, because I kind of feel that panic right now. And it's stupid no. because I'm like, I'm not even dating right now for my therapist's request. Nice. But there is a part of me that's like, am I going to miss this window? Like, I'm scared to wake up when no. I'm... No, I think you need to like... T- I think everybody should just like kind of relax and take a step back and like, not just, just like relax. Because I think when you just don't, you're just like, whatever, if it happens, it happens. And if it doesn't, it doesn't like, and do we even need to be with other people? (laughs) I don't know. Like, do you feel the need you want to be with a partner probably? Or do you feel like society is just making you? I think I just get bored. I mean, I tweeted this last night, but it's truly how I feel like between the hours of six 30 and 10, if I don't do stand up, which it's, you know, it's not really popping off right now. So I'm like, fuck, I just want someone to hang out with. I just want a guy to like have dinner with me on my couch and just chill. Yeah. That's what I wanted. I don't necessarily want kids. I don't know if I want kids, but I don't like being alone all the time. Yeah. That's how I felt. I was like, oh, it'd be cool just to like be with someone then I just gave up and I was like, I don't care. I feel like there's so many douchebags or they're mean or I don't know. Then it just, then it just happened. There are nice. Because your husband, you met him before, right? At a party, but he had a girlfriend and that's. I met him. He was, he was in real estate. And then I met him when I was like Jared's assistant and he was like looking at some buildings of his. So I met him, but then he had a girlfriend and then he didn't, he just never returned my email, but I was obsessed with him. And I was like, Oh, guess he ghosted me. And then I saw him at a party when I was getting back together with my ex-fiance. And I was like, oh, he's going to ghost me again. He asked for my number. I was like, there's no point. And he was like, can I come to one of your shows? And I was like, absolutely not. But I was like, yeah, come. Then he texted me the next day. And then he was like, want to get a drink? And I was like, I don't do drinks. I want to do dinner. But I liked him so much. I was like, let's, okay, I'll get a drink. Even though I'm starving. But then we like went on our first date and I was like, obsessed with him did you have that rule for first dates you only did dinner you didn't do drinks yeah I was like very 
high, I was like becoming kind of high maintenance because I was like dating these older guys who would like take me to these nice restaurants and like just do all this like over the top stuff for me. I don't know. Have you ever dated someone older? I dated a guy who claimed he created escape rooms, but then it turned out that's not even true. A guy in India created them. So he was just straight up lying and he ghosted me. And someone was like, obviously the guy who created escape rooms knows how to escape you. Um, but yeah. he had a kid and I think I was drinking a lot at the time. So it was kind of like, I don't need this influence in front of my kid. Right. So I understood that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But then, like, I don't think I could be a stepmom. No, that would be really hard. <laughs> but I feel like the older guys who like sent lavish me, what's the word? They like treated me this grand lifestyle. Like it, I didn't like them, and I it like didn't make didn't really do anything for me at the end of the day. I just like got nice dinners and clothes, and then I wasn't really that happy. And I was like, I just don't. I'm just like gonna date a normal guy. I, like I don't care about even the dinners and stuff like that. <laughs> Like I yeah. just need a normal guy who's like nice and we can just like have a little life together. And then my husband happened to have all the stuff. In the- <laughs> and I was like, this could work. <laughs> You're like, wait a second. <laughs> I was like, this exists. <laughs> but then I, I felt like guys who were like successful and cute and like had all this stuff I thought they were like cheaters I was always thought there was like some there has to be like something wrong with some a perfect guy yeah right so you were jaded (laughs) a little bit (laughs) but did they cheat yeah for sure (laughs) that's the thing so why do you think then guys like that even get into relationships like wouldn't it be easy to just pick I'm just gonna bang people whenever I want and take them out. That's the part I never get. Like my whole rule with cheating is always like, if I ever wanted to cheat on my boyfriend, we would just break up and then I'd be single and I can go do whatever I want. And like vice versa. Right. So, like, I never understood nice people thing. that are in relationships, but then cheat all the I time. I think they're just sociopaths who like want to see what they can get away with. Well, it's like an insecurity too, right? Yes. And a narcissist. Yeah, they don't really want, want everyone to like you. Yes. My friend and I were just talking about how guys like in their late 20s, early 30s want to play boyfriend. Like they want to act like your boyfriend and be around all the time. But then as far as commitment goes and actually being a boyfriend and showing up, they don't want to do that. So they want a girlfriend and they want someone they can rely on, but they don't want to be someone's boyfriend. Yeah, that's what I think these guys, that's exactly what it felt like. But then with your husband, were you skeptical? Were you like, this guy's going to cheat on me? This guy's going to leave? Yes. I was super insecure. But I was like, it's not going to work out because he's like too good. And I was coming out of like a crazy relationship with my ex where we were fighting all the time. So I thought fighting meant like passion. So I was trying to start all these fights with him. (laughs) What would be a fight you tried to start? Yeah. He didn't offer to pay for my highlights once. (laughs) for my hair highlights because like he didn't know that like I even wanted that but I would like had just been dating all these old guys who paid for my hair highlights and then I was like oh how rude like you didn't even offer and he was like that's a thing I need to do in his defense what (laughs) (laughs) if a guy offered to pay for my highlights I'd be like what are you doing what are you doing crazy so you were like wow you're really not gonna offer to pay for my highlights and he's like (laughs) 
Uh, yeah. He'd be like, what do you mean? I'd be like, that's just so rude. Like, I shouldn't even have to tell you to pay for my highlights. Like, you should know to pay for my, and he was like, this is so strange. And, and I, and then I'd just be like, you know what? This isn't working out. This isn't working out. <laughs> so I would like constantly try to break up with him. And he just hung in there. Yeah. He was just like, okay, I guess this is what like crazy girls are like. <laughs> I feel like the red flag there is the fact that he put up with it, but I guess you guys are still married, still going strong. Right. I think now he's just like used to, he's just like, Oh, I, uh, then I did some therapy. Like I would also hit him. Like I would hit my husband. Shit got weird for a while. <laughs> like you would actually physically hit him. Yeah. Like I would get drunk and then started hitting him like there was he was so like mellow and even toned that I and I like wanted to fight with him because I wanted there to be like chaos in our relationship because I was like oh we need to be like more passionate like you need to be yelling at you need a black eye (laughs) and then I would literally punch him (laughs) but I only punched him once when he was he was like this is it this is over like we are not dating you're too crazy and I like begged him to take me back. And then we went to a therapist and she was like, yeah, that's not good. She was like, that's not good. <laughs> then, yeah, then I never hit him again. It was just like a, I don't know. It was like a one-time thing. You know. Like, you know, sometimes. You were like, trying it out. You were trying something new <laughs> and it didn't work for you. Were you in therapy before that? Or did you hit him and you're like, I need to see a therapist? Um, I think, no, I think we were in therapy before that. I think we'd just gotten engaged and he, he, I remember he gave me a prenup. Did I speak about him? No. Prenups are always a a point of contention. Oh my God. It's horrible. I couldn't believe it. I I was like shocked. (laughs) That's when it got really horrible. Cause I was like, I was so upset by this prenup. I just like, thought like oh now you think we're gonna get a divorce or you think I'm a gold digger and like I think you're my soulmate but like I still don't want to print out like (laughs) yeah even if you were Chelsea Handler like even if you did a hundred tv shows you'd still never have have what I have and I was like that's the meanest thing I've ever heard anyone say (laughs) but like I still it still haunts me and I'll like tell him and he's like I didn't mean that like I shouldn't have said that (laughs) but like I get it like general generational wealth is different than like doing a tv show (laughs) I feel like prenups are always like when those come out it's always like is the wedding gonna happen like you should do a prenup before you do invitations because and then you find out what your partner actually has (laughs) yeah and you're like, okay. Uh. Well, I recommend it. I actually think women should do a prenup because, you know, you never really know what's going to happen. And you can state like how much of a percentage each year you want. <laughs> like you can turn it around on them. I mean, he ended up not wanting one because my lawyer was so good. <laughs> so first you find a boyfriend, then you find a lawyer. Yes. So you want <laughs> Honestly, yes. Like you should nail down your lawyer before, like right after you get a boyfriend. <laughs> Just have him in the wings. Right. Have him on speed dial because you're going to need that sucker. 
Well, because how long did you guys date before you got engaged? Because I feel like as you get older, you just get engaged faster. That's what I thought. No, two years. He did not want to lock it down. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's kind of short. I think I a that's year a good chunk of time. Like, I think a year, everything is still like going well. You kind of need that extra year of being like, all right, let's let the shit hit the fan now. Because right. everybody's still happy after a year. Nothing should really have gotten fucked up in a year if yeah. thing, if it's a good relationship. After the second year, you're like, all right, like we've gone through all the holidays and the birthdays and shit like that. Now let's see what this is really all about. Yeah. Or like by the second year, you're, you're starting to hate that person for not proposing. So it gets like- <laughs> progressively worse <laughs> wait Skylar are you dating anyone yeah I've been with my boyfriend for a while she's she's got it on lock we're in we're wait, in how did you guys meet no Skylar, we went to high school together oh you went to high school together yeah mm-hmm. in yeah. New York no no DC or Virginia but DC area that's incredible there's like a lot of private schools in that area right we did not go to a private school so, but yes, there are. we went to zero of them okay great I feel like the private school people from the area are cuckoo. Yes. I feel like, did you go to private school in high school? No, No, I was like very normal. I feel like public school is good. Like I don't, I think private school kind of makes you screwed up. Like there's too little, there's too little people. It's like, you don't, you're not exposed to enough. Right. So are you going to send your kids to public school? Yes. Really? I'm surprised to hear that. No. I'm going to send them to a public school in a limo. That's for sure. <laughs> Wait, did I tell you my husband got, went to school every day in a limo? Did he really? Sure. <laughs> Which is like so like, like 80s coked out style. Like who would even go in a limo? <laughs> what you just- yeah. Him and Scott Disick just like met up and fist pump. <laughs> right. I like saw pictures of him like with his backpack going into a limo and then there was a man there and I was like who is that and he was like oh that's George and I was like who is that and he goes our driver and then he told me that that was his driver who took him to school every day and that was his limo that he got taken to school (laughs) and that's the moment you fell in love with him (laughs) I discovered this recently like in a photo album (laughs) I'm like how did you not tell me this (laughs) was what you did how do you keep that from someone he's like I didn't know that was weird (laughs) he went to school alone in a limo so his he the driver would drop off his dad I guess and then drop off my husband at preschool so it was like his dad's driver but still like he was being dropped off in a limo every day I remember in sixth grade if you sold enough wrapping paper you could be one of 12 kids to ride a limo to McDonald's like that was the the best prize exactly that's what like I loved limos the idea of the limo like going to prom in a limo was like a huge deal I was like did you not think this was a huge deal like it takes the excitement out of life if you're driven to preschool in a limo because by the time you get to prom you're like what do you take a helicopter yeah like you're not getting in the back of somebody's Toyota Camry. You're like, what the fuck is this? I'm claustrophobic back here. It's like, what's in a going Fiat, on? he loses his mind. So your kids fly first class. Okay. We recently started flying privately. Let me just put that out there. Jesus. <laughs> I, I need to go on. Do you need a nanny for when you go on vacay? Um, yes. Please come with us. <laughs> you don't really have to do that much. <laughs> 
Wow, that sounds great. That's only recent because of COVID. But before COVID, I was like, oh, can we fly privately? And he was like, no, we're not doing that, even though he grew up with a private plane. So I never got, we flew like economy always. And then COVID hit and he's like, well, I think we should start flying privately. I was like, excuse me? I was like, so you just been like whole, I was like, I knew that we could afford it. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, really? You I caught you, bitch. I yeah. caught you red-handed. <laughs> well, cause every time I see a kid in first class, I just get angry. But then, but I, I get it. Cause it's like, what are you gonna do? Send your kid to the back? Yes. Yeah. I think that's what, he thinks we would do but I think your kid should write like if you're gonna fly first class your kid should be there with you I clearly didn't fly first class to Tokyo look and that's fate you know now I'm gonna start setting my standards like you I I think that you should actually fake it for like a couple months that you need to be saved and then you flip and you start becoming a big bitch (laughs) so you mean like I say I'm very very nice at first and then very like easy going, like I don't need much. I'm like so easy, like this is so great. I'm just like fun and flirty. Then once you, they're in, obsessed with you, you flip and you gaslight them. <laughs> <laughs> this is so true. This is true, what I believe. Did you give this advice to my ex-boyfriend? Cause that's literally what he did to me. Do you still love him? <laughs> I mean, I still think about him. Like, how did that happen? What right, happened? you're like, what, what even happened? <laughs> but I feel like it's scarier when a guy's mean because right. it's like guys can't be scary. mean. But a girl can be mean and then it's just like, oh, they're crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you feel like They're like, oh, she must be, she's like hotter than I thought because she's like kind of crazy. <laughs> right, like, is she hot? That's what I think happened. He was just like confused my craziness for being hot. And he was like, that's what the hot ones do. He's like, wow, I really got a 10 on my hands. <laughs> yes. He's like, that's what these uh, the other That's guys. what a 10 is, a handful. A handful. <laughs> um, okay, well, we've been going for a while, but before I end, I always like to ask, well, actually I wanna know first, what is gonna be your number one rule for your kids as you're raising them? What's gonna be your like, words to live by I mean I feel like they should just be nice to people I mean this is really boring but I just want you just to told me the gas like the shit out of guys no. and now you're like I'm gonna tell them to be nice to people <laughs> be a good person <laughs> we know that's not fucking true okay I guess I'm kind of worried my kid has like a bright red afro and I want him to get laid and I'm worried what if he doesn't have sex like what if he's a virgin forever because of his hair I was in love with a redhead in high school. I would have taken his virginity, but he didn't like me. So I think- I just need him to meet someone like you who will be nice to him. If he's funny, he has, a, he has right. a chance. Right. Yeah. 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 Start training him to be funny. Yeah. Right. Just, so just be, be really funny, funny so you can get laid. I guess that's the words. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> that's how you're going to raise your kids. Be funny and you can have sex. Yes. And then on top of that, what is one secret you don't want your mom to know? Oh, sometimes I bite guys' dicks when I give head. On purpose or accident? Oh, accidentally. How hard? Do you like forget what you're doing? That. No, I your just mom don't. is not included in that. I don't think anybody <laughs> should find that out. <laughs> yeah, that's something you should just fully keep to yourself. <laughs> do you are you like just like okay get this over get this over with what am I eating again and then you chop down I'm just bad at it 
you can have it all and still be bad at blowjobs. That's kind of nice. So now your husband's like, you know what? Not tonight. Not tonight. (laughs) I don't need to deal with. No, he's sometimes he's like, can you put in your night guard? (laughs) Blowjob bumpers, blowjob bumpers. That's what those are. Oh my God. Honestly, why don't we start that? Yeah, I sometimes I'm like, should I wear my retainer? It softens the ridges. What's your job? Next time on Shark Tank. When you're down there, blowjob. Oh my God, wouldn't that be such a good thing to pitch to Shark Tank? Yes. Good evening, sharks. (laughs) Barbara would go for it in five minutes. She would be all over it. Barbara. Mark Cuban would be like, "Uh, do you have any that I could just take home now? Yeah. Yeah, imagine like, let me show you how they work. (laughs) <laughs> Mr. Wonderful. <laughs> Mr. Wonderful. Highest rated episode to date, I promise you. Oh my gosh. What would they call BJ Bumps? BJ Bumpers? I think BJ Bumpers. BJ it's Bumpers. To, it's to the point. Yeah. And they come in different colors. You can get them in glow in the dark. Oh, there we go. Maybe <laughs> different textures, different flavors, different mouth sizes. <laughs> okay you're the one with the money so i would can you pitch this tonight i I honestly think this is a good idea for real (laughs) no i know that's what i'm saying you got to pitch it to your husband tonight he would be like i love the idea especially with you as his wife yeah he's like we need one (laughs) i mean we could partner with dentists (laughs) yes what's that new dentist that's supposed to be like the trendy dentist right we'll get the hot trendy dentist yeah get tendon on it they'll love it they want to What's be a trendy dentist. They're like trying to make going to the dentist like a luxury event or something. So they have it like you watch Netflix while you're in there. It's a whole big thing. That's exactly who we want. Yeah. Okay. I think this is genius. You could, you could sell it. Yeah. You could be the face of blowjob bumpers. <laughs> Look the at te- these teeth. <laughs> these are so dangerous. That's what, exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> anyway on that note um thank you so much for doing this podcast and i'm seriously down for the blowjob bumpers um do you want to plug your handles yes your show please follow me i (laughs) on instagram because at four thousand followers i get to leave my husband there's going to be a walkout i will be successful enough to leave him we've decided when i hit four i'm out of here (laughs) where are you gonna go that's what he said you can't pay for your own highlights you're not going anywhere. Right. <laughs> That's basically what you said. <laughs> so it's at the Courtney Davis. And um, that's all for now. Yeah.